Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Backstage With, conversations with your favourite theatre actors and creatives. Hello, I'm Mikey Worrell. This week's guest is Samuel Edwards, who's currently playing Billy Crocker in Anything Goes at the Barbican. I've seen it twice already, and I'm probably going to go again before the run ends in November. It's such a great show, and the cast is just chef's kiss. We've got Sutton Foster over from Broadway, if you're the one person on the planet who wasn't aware of that, and she's here until the beginning of October, so if you haven't been yet, you absolutely must. I know it's easy to get lost in the Barbican, but trust me, once you find the theatre, you'll be glad you did. Both times I went, there were mid-show standing ovations. It really is one of those that the atmosphere just builds and builds and builds, and the tap numbers really do bring the house down, which is lovely, given that we all went 18 months without being able to see a show. You may have seen Sam when he popped up on the first season of Ted Lasso on Apple TV+, Plus, which is also a must-watch. Not least because it stars Hannah Waddingham, who, when she won an Emmy Award this week, used her speech to call for West End performers to be given more on-screen roles. What a woman. Sam's also worked extensively in musicals over the last decade. He made his West End debut in Ghost as first understudy Sam, and went on to understudy and then play Fierro in Wicked. He's also played Angelas in Les Mis, and Sonny in Xanadu at Southwark Playhouse. Here's my conversation with Sam Edwards. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, really good. Is it first show of the week today, technically? Is that right? Is it today, Tuesday? Yeah, yeah, getting used to the um, Sunday Sunday shows, which is something I've how, never done how is, how is that? How is the weekend schedule? Do you know what? It's, it, it's new to me. I've always done... I've never done Sunday shows ever. Um, and I don't, I, don't, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I mean, you know, you get an extra evening off mm. which is uh which is nice um maybe if maybe if you had kids maybe that'd be a different matter but um but yeah no it's 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 you know, fun. Does, does it change your saturday show if you like know you've got a matinee tomorrow i don't, I don't i'm not sure if it changes the show i mean i think always you know you get to saturday night and no matter how tired you are on a saturday night at the end of the week you can always you know everyone's a bit delirious you can always push out that last Saturday show but yeah I think I think you have to be aware mm. that you know I've got another show <laughs> another matinee tomorrow so yeah save save some in the tank for uh for the for the matinee but yeah no it's good it's good yeah I think it's, it's always with Wicked I think it always comes to mind because it's always like you always feel for the alphabet if they know they've got a Sunday matinee because yeah. because historically I think Saturday night was like you know if you want to go and see an alphabet and like having a good time you go mm-hmm. on a Saturday but I feel like Sunday shows might kill that off <laughs> well, well but I mean on on broad you know over in the states they've been doing I mean they do you know, two Saturday, two Sunday, a lot of the time now. And that that's is been, hardcore, isn't it? That's hardcore. And that's been the case for a fair while. And I do think that that will start to translate. Oh, five show weekends. That... It's a killer. But, that is a killer. You know, as I say, you get a bit more time off uh, on, on, a, on a Sunday evening to... Uh... Ask for more money. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'll take <play> your advice. <laughs> um, obviously, you're doing anything goes as, as we're, we haven't actually mentioned yet. How is it playing opposite Broadway royalty Sutton Foster? That's a that's a big question. How is it? Do you know what I? The other the other night, I I was sat 
on stage. I, I, I don't know if you've seen the show, but the, I have the, twice. Oh, fantastic! The yeah, uh, big fan, big the, op- the opening scene where where we come out. It's just it's a cold open, you know, at the bar there. And I was sat there, and and Sutton was singing. I get a kick out of you. And you know, I really had to. I almost came at you know came out of character there, and I had to pinch myself that she's sat there singing. You know, this is someone who I was at college. I was probably at college when she was, she'll hate me for saying this, by the way. I was at college when she was probably winning our first Tony Award. So I've, you know, I've been aware of her for, for years and it, you know, it's an absolute, it's an absolute dream. And she is, she is wonderful to be on stage with, you know, there's people that you can be on stage with that, you know, if you want to try something new, they'll go with you. You know, she's always so engaging. I can't say much more than it is an absolute pleasure every night. It really is. When you got the part, I'm assuming you knew she was going to... Oh, no, did you... Was it Megan? Was it meant to be Megan when you yeah. found out you got the part? Okay, yeah. so when you found out that that was going to change, how did you react? I've obviously known who Sutton Foster was. Do you know what's funny? I said to my... It was my mum, actually. I said to my mum, I, I phoned her, I said... Because I, I got a phone call to say, unfortunately, Megan has, you know, injured and she won't be able to do the show, so it's going to be Sutton. And I thought, oh, that, you know, that's fantastic. We've all seen the video, um, you know, on YouTube of her doing the 10 minute tap number and then belting yeah. out that last note, of course. And I said to my mom, I said, Oh, it's really sad. Megan's Megan not, not doing it anymore, but we've got, you know, we've got Sutton Foster. And of course my mom sort of went, Oh, 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 I don't know who that is. And I said, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, this is great. This is incredible. You know, she's, you know, it's going to be, so I was, yeah. But initially, yeah, I thought it was going to be, Megan, which would have been fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Megan would have Can been very, very different. Obviously, it would have been a different show. It would have, it would have, you know, there would have been different aspects to the show. She would have brought perhaps a different type of comedy, which is something she is, you know, renowned for. And it would have been very interesting. And it still would have been a fantastic show. However, I was, I was, you know, I was very pleased when it was Sutton. M- mildly excited. There you go. <laughs> um, obviously, this is your first gig post-COVID back mm. in back in the theatre. How has it been like dealing with all the testing and COVID compliance? I know there was a, a, a scare a couple of about a month ago, wasn't there, when a couple of shows had to be cancelled. How's that? How's that been having to deal with that on top of the pressure of your eight shows a week? Mm. You know, it's been it's been fine, and you know, we will we will do anything to keep the show up and running. Um, so we, you know, like a lot of shows, I think we test every single day. So every morning, wake up, uh, lateral flow has to be sent in and we're not allowed in the building until you've done that. And in order to keep us safe, to keep you sharp and running, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. You know, it is, it's difficult. However, when you, you know, when you're in the building and you're, and you're on stage with people, it's, it's nice. You almost, you almost forget. It is strange to, I think there's members of the, of, of different departments, whether that be in, in, in sound or, or crew or anything, and who, I, who actually I don't see outside of the theatre, and so who I've never seen their face. Oh, I've gosh, never seen yeah. below their eyes, because obviously all the backstage staff are all masked throughout in order to keep safe. But, yeah, sometimes if I see them outside of the theatre, I think, oh, it's... <laughs> I know um, that forehead. <laughs> exactly, I recognise those eyes. It's, it's different when you're outside, but... Uh, but yeah, obviously we had those couple of shows there, which was difficult, but, you know, we got back on our feet as soon as, as soon as we could to making sure everyone else was, was, was negative. And I think obviously uh, I speak for myself. I'm, I'm, you know, jabbed, double jabbed up. And I think, I, I actually think pretty much the entire cast is, which, you know, no doubt 
helps keep everyone safe and keeps the show running that people want to come and watch. So, yeah. On the day that you had that first cancellation, had you had you made it into the building yet or did it kind of catch you off guard? Uh, yeah, I I had made it into the building. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, they had to test people that were considered close contacts in the show. Obviously, I had to send for a PCR and, you know, it was just, as I say, these things take time to come through. You don't know whether the, the lateral flow test is a false positive, whatever they are. So, uh, so yes, we got, I did get into the building. But um, to be honest, I just felt, I felt sadness for, for us that we couldn't do the show. Um, I, felt, I felt sadness for whoever it was that, that had it because you know the the, the pressure you know you must it's nobody's home. fault and you end up feeling like the bad guy yeah completely but that's the thing it is it's absolutely no one's fault there's nothing you can do it's it's just navigating this this world we live in now and i i think us and every other show that's currently running is doing a fantastic job of of keeping things going and that's all helped by swings covers you know thank god for them because otherwise, you know, the West End wouldn't necessarily keep running. But it is, and it's doing well, and it's back, and it's exciting. Absolutely. Um, I was actually in the night before the cancelled show. I think it, it was a Wednesday, wasn't it? And I was in on the Tuesday. Right. And it was the second time I'd seen it. And the first time I was there was, I think it was opening week. Mm-hmm. And the response, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, I don't know if you have before in, in any of the shows you've done. I mean, it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. So I don't know how you felt. I think, I think because of the year, I mean, I say, I keep calling it the year. It's more like a couple of years, isn't it? But because of the, you know, nearly couple of years we've had without theatre and it had been a good two years since I'd been on stage in a show. I think it was, it was almost overwhelming. As I say, again, in that first scene, when, when Sutton came out, she got a, she got a big round and it almost became overwhelming. You almost forget that when you, when you do a show for a year, sometimes applause becomes I don't know it, it, it's it's there it's, it's, it's what happens at the end of the show people applaud and perhaps you know we're all guilty of myself included taking that applause for granted sometimes um and yeah it, the response blew me away it blew me away and you know I I I, I thought the show was good I would work really hard um but you you never know you know you can do five weeks of rehearsal and you you try try new bits and you try and find your character and sometimes you go home and you go is this any good you don't know so to open that first night and get a response like that it was yeah it was wonderful I mean you must have had probably I mean three weeks of like two with two mid-show standing ovations almost every, consistently every night I mean that is just bonkers isn't it have you ever had anything anything like that before I, I, I can't say I've, I've ever had a mid-show personally <laughs> One day, one day, maybe I will. But um, no, I've never seen a, I've never seen, I don't think a mid-show standing ovation. The, the first time it happened, did you all come off and kind of go, oh, that was nice? Or yeah. would, in the back of my mind, had you kind of gone, oh, of course? Yeah, no, no, I hadn't gone, of course, at all. It was, it was, yeah, I don't think I was expecting it. I think because, you know, the first few nights you're so, or the first few weeks, you're so concentrating on the show you know, I'm almost, I'm not thinking about what the audience, you know, I have no expectation from the audience. We do what we do and we do 
what we can and, and their their response is you know that's their response i don't expect anything from them so it was a it was a shock but I, oh yeah i'm um, definitely people came off and went Whew. <laughs> um, you get some some really great comedy moments in the show. I, you know, I, I'm six five, so I I get that. You know, the height joke with the costume, it's just mm-hmm. brilliant with the sailor's outfit. Um, did you know anything goes very much before you got the gig? Because it, I, I I went in completely cold. I didn't know anything, okay. and I was kind of like, oh, it's got a great book. It's not just you know, it's not just like a one trick pony with the tap numbers. It's got a really solid book as well. Yeah. So I. Fun fact, I the first probably the first musical I ever did, I was at high school and I was for oh, 16, 17, possibly. And I did Anything Goes and I played the part that Gary Wilmot plays, Elisha Wayne, you know, that, that part. Um, so I've given him plenty of tips. So, you know, sure, sure. Um, I mean, that's so a hell of a playing age. Well, <laughs> I'm very versatile, you know. Yeah, when I was clearly. 16, I could play that, you know. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I knew I knew the show slightly, but only slightly. That was, you know, that was a fair fair while ago now. But yeah, as you say, the show is the book's great. It's 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 funny. It's been you know it's been slightly changed around uh, recently uh, to to keep up with the times. Um, mm-hmm. But it still it still works so wonderfully, and you know it is a farce, really. Um, however, there's great stories in there to keep it grounded, and I think it's important to play the to play those true stories of people. You know, Billy being in love, and you know, realistically, these people are lonely people, and and to play their real want and need. Um, it enables then the farcical moments, the comedy moments. You get a bigger payoff as well by playing the truth of the of the, the love moments. And yeah, so it's, it's a it's a really special show. Is there a particular moment that really stands out for you that you just really really revel in every night? Because I mean, the the whole thing goes so fast. I think I feel like it's the first time in a long time that I haven't checked my watch halfway through Act One, and I'm like, oh my god, it's the end already. Yeah, I mean, Act Act One for me especially is I don't get a time, I don't get a minute to sit down I'm, I'm changing or having a quick sip of water and then i'm on again look this there's so much of this show i love and uh, i mean you, you're the top's a great number uh with 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 sutton and myself um i mean anything i spent you know the majority of the act one as you know with with robert Lindsay, and he he keeps me on my toes every night um it looks like he keeps everyone on their toes i mean we've all heard those ad libs in friendship it's absolutely brilliant but you know he's he, he's a master at that he's an absolute you know comedy genius when it comes to that he knows exactly what he's doing and he it's great to to learn from someone like him and someone that i used to i used to get rushed back home on a friday night to watch my family i don't know if yes. you remember my family yeah you know? oh god yeah loved it so you know anything I do with him I mean he's always he's got such a twinkle in his eye and I think you know working with people like that it brings out the it brings out the best in you as well you know you want to be the best you can be as well and oh it's 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 a it's a wonder it's it's it really is a wonderful show and I feel so sort of privileged every night and maybe and maybe it's because to do more so because of the time we've had off and the, and the difficult year. Mm-hmm. I, I feel so lucky to be on stage with that 
wonderful group of people. I mean, everyone, every single person on that stage is top of their game. That the ensemble are flawless every night. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I'd be. Uh, my knees would be falling apart. Yeah, but... some of that choreography. <laughs> they are. Do they, they have are... knee pads? <clears throat> do they have knee pads? I think they do. I think they do. I've let I've let a secret now. Yeah. No, they do have knee I mean, pads. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know the the run's been extended, hasn't it? It's now extended until the sixth of November. Sixth of November. Brilliant. Mm. Uh, but Sutton's leaving a little bit early, isn't she, to go do the Music Man on Broadway? She's leaving on the tenth of October, I believe. Yeah. Right. But but we don't know who is taking over. I mean, you might know, but the rest of us don't know, do we? No. Do you know? I mean, I'm not asking you to tell me, but do you know? Possibly. Okay, well, that's exciting. Uh, I look forward to that announcement. There you go. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to press you on it. <laughs> um, can we can we talk a little bit about Ghost? Yes, please. Because I loved that show, mm-hmm. and I was so sad when it closed. Um, but I f- do you know what's really weird? I was on my phone yesterday, and you know you get, have you ever used the time hop and you get those on this day sort mm-hmm. of things? Yeah. Nine years ago yesterday, I saw you as Sam with second cover Molly and third cover Oda May. Wow, nine years ago. Nine years ago yesterday. My word. That is, do you know what? I loved that show as well. I'm like you. I, I it, it was my first job. So maybe because it's my first job, I'm very sentimental about it. I but no, it, it was so special um, and it felt so, it, the, the whole tech was so impressive. I just felt like it was unjust how, how soon it, it closed, sadly. Yeah. Um, but how, how was it covering Fleish and, and playing that part? I mean, it was such a huge thing. I really felt for you. It was terrifying. I'll be honest. Like I say, it was my first job and I was still I was still in college at the time. And I remember... You know, at a college, you you know, you do shows and then agents say, oh, I like you. And it's really cruel. You used to go to college and then your name used to be written on the board if an agent had liked you. I mean, that's not particularly good for anyone's mental health. But um, uh, anyway, I, I'd actually sort of signed with an agent by that point and uh, put me up for this role. And I've been in a few times. And yeah, I left college early to go and do that. And they'd, they'd already done the, the run in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they replaced a couple of people. And the part I went in for was being replaced. So I was going into a company of people that knew each other, had all got extensive West End CVs. And there's little old me uh, coming in fresh out of college. Bright Landing eye, a first cover. That's first your first cover. gig. That's mad. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Oh, don't, don't you know, don't get me wrong. It was, it was terrifying. But... After the first few times going on, you get used to it. It became, you know, I was led by our associate director at the time, a chap who's now a very good friend of mine, Paul Warwick Griffin. And he, you know, he led us through that and and made me feel confident and comfortable within the role. I wouldn't say, I mean, I would say it's the hardest role, probably the hardest role I've ever done. And I don't think there's a role like it out there. It's, as you said earlier, it's a difficult thing. Um, yeah, and it's so physical, isn't it? So physical, so much shouting, running around. And I used to respect Fleish yeah. for that every night, you know, how he used to, he was, I mean, the, the kid barely went off. He was he's a, he was a powerhouse. He really was. And someone who, you know, I think he's a, I think he's possibly a year older than me, but I used to watch him and I, I learned a lot from him. Um, he's, a, he's a wonderful guy. And, uh, but yeah, that job, 
still and that's why i was so lucky to go and do it again i did it we did it in um i did it in asia again yeah so i was going to ask because i didn't i only realized when i looked at your cv this morning that you Mm. played carl that you didn't do sam and that kind of intrigued me a little bit was that was that a you going oh do do something different so a few years back uh, talking of uh, the associate director matthew watches associate paul they were putting on uh, production in asia they tore it around china mm-hmm. and um it was the second time they'd put it out and you know uh, liam doyle yeah, yeah liam doyle he was he played sam on the first tour so he wanted to do it again playing sam which was totally fine my she was my girlfriend at the time emily was in for molly and it was it was that point that she was going in i had a phone call from paul and he said hey look do you want to do it with emily do you want to get, get, go away with her so you can be together can't i can't give you sam because liam's doing it but do you want to do you want to give carl a go i thought yeah fantastic i'd love to and you know what it's a, another great part in that show it's, it's it's yeah it's darker it's there's more size to him i actually i thoroughly enjoyed playing carl as well um so yeah i had the joy of going around uh doing the show from a completely different perspective and that was sort of three or four months in in asia which is great and i guess because you'd done it opposite andrew so many times you i guess must most of it must have been already in your head anyway right yeah or, i mean I, yeah i probably i probably imitated andrew far too much than i should have done to be honest <laughs> so, so stuck in my head from those years um yeah that was that was great fun where what was it like because i'm guessing you went on opposite casey and before they left and went to new york right mm-hmm. what when you're opposite someone like casey levy are you like oh my i mean i guess you've done it really well to do casey levy you've had sutton foster i mean <laughs> if, if a broadway person comes over it's like they give you a call well, <laughs> well i don't know about that but like I, yeah i mean i'd say it was scary but it, it it wasn't necessarily scary because when you have a job to do you kind of you know you know your job you just get on and do it whoever that whoever that person may be opposite you so when i you mm-hmm. know when when i'm on stage i don't think oh that's casey oh god you know I, you know i saw her in hair when i when it was over here when i was in college or whatever and oh god you just you know you just get on with it you do sure. the job and then you go home and you go oh craggy i just played opposite um whoever so i think yeah in the in in the moment it's not uh they're just, they're not, it sounds silly, but it's not Casey Levy. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. yeah. You, 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 it sounds awful. You can't put them on a pedestal too much. Otherwise. No, no, no that's true. That is true. But yeah. it was special. It was special. Yeah. She just has cords of steel. Like, oh. Cords of steel. I mean, same with, it's, it's, it must be something in the water over there. Honestly, same with Sutton. Cords of steel. Honestly, mm. it must be, they're feeding them something. And I want some of it, whatever it is. Um, twice now you've done, you've, you've covered a part and then you've got to actually go back and play it with Wicked, with Fierro, and then in Limers with, with Andreas. How was it doing Wicked on tour compared to in town? Because that's such a big show. Was it knackering to, because they, they were long stops, weren't they? Yeah, they were They were a month, yeah, four, four to six weeks sit downs. Um, and that was my, that was my first, that was my first lead role. So I was really grateful that, I just covered it in town um, and they they had given me the opportunity to, you know, take on the role on tour. And I was I was really, really grateful. And it's a big tour. You know, you, you know, you hear, you know, 
it, it was a massive, massive tour. The set was huge. It was slightly, slightly scaled down from the one in the West End, obviously, because the Apollo Victoria is massive. Um, but the, you know, the set was huge. The show was was wonderful. We had um, Ashley Gray as Elphaba at the time, and Emily Tierney, who's now my wife, uh, playing Glinda at the time. So, is that, um, so did you meet on that show? We did. That was the first time we met. Yes. I had to keep things very quiet for a period of time. But I thank that show because that's where I met my wife. So there you go. Oh, that's lovely. That's lovely. Um, is there is, is there any parts you've done that you'd love to go back to and revisit like post-COVID? Has that changed anything for you? So a show that I never feel like I was done with. I did Xanadu at the Southwark Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if you've seen the film, you know, the, the terrible, the terrible film. Um, but the, the musical written by a friend of mine called uh, Douglas Carter Bean. And he's a wonderful, wonderful comedy writer. And the, it it's such a wonderful show. And I don't think people realise it. And we did a short run at the Southwark Playhouse. And I would love to revisit that role again while I'm still young enough and give it another shot on a bigger stage. It's all on skates, right? Yeah, a lot of it is. So I was, yeah, at the end of the show, I would skate. And then we had Carly Anderson... Um, playing alongside me and she sort of goes around on one skate throughout the entire show just just cause just because why i can't remember why no i can't remember why yes she she would skate around but then halfway through the show i would pull her skate off so then she would just have one skate and it sounds farcical and you know awful but it you know the music's elo and it's uh i would i would love to revisit that show again at some point in my life, if possible, please. Fingers anyone, crossed. Fingers anyone. crossed. <laughs> um, the, the last thing I like to ask people, and it does put you on the spot a little bit, so if you can't think of anything, don't worry. Um, is there a particular lyric, whether it's from a, a song from a show or just any song, um, that always resonates with you that you sort of you have in your head that you think about sometimes? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I can't, I'm going to have to say no. Do you know what? I've got so many... So many wonderful Cole Porter lyrics going around in my head these days. And I don't think you can beat Cole Porter lyrics. And so I'd have to say, I mean, no, I'm going to say no. There's, there's nothing off the top of my head now that does go around. I'm sorry to disappoint. But, but some of those lyrics that Cole Porter writes in, in the show, I mean, he is just an absolute genius. And getting to sing those songs every night and trying to make, you know, to do justice of those great words, great lyrics that he wrote is is wonderful. Cool. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Um, and congrats on the show, because it is just terrific. Thank um, you. And I probably am going to have to come again before it's over. Yes, you um, must. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's perfect. For, you know, it first came out in 1934, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Shown. So, you know, uh, that was a, a similar sort of time where life wasn't that great. And everyone needed that escapism. And I think life is similar now where, you know, life hasn't been that great for, for a lot of people. And it provides a wonderful, wonderful escapism for, for, for two and a half hours of, of joy for people to come and watch. And it, I feel so lucky every day to be a part of it, to be honest with you. Oh, brilliant. Um, well, thanks so much. I won't take up any more of your time. Thank you. I'll see you back at the show again soon. Come back and watch us. Yeah, probably. You'll see me there with my steamed up glasses and, and over my mask. <laughs> Very good. 
You can see Sam in Anything Goes at the Barbican until the 6th of November. And you've got until the 10th of October if you want to see Sutton Foster before she heads back to the US to start opposite Hugh Jackman in The Music Man. Thanks as ever for listening. And if you're new here, then please go and leave us a rating and a review on the Apple Podcasts app because it always helps more people find us. See you next time. Bye.